you know, I've seen how that, how what I do affects the community, but I've also seen how what I do can positively be that effect that, that gives, you know, gives substance to the community. Um, I built police stations. I built the Garden City Police Station, two Knackford uh, fire departments down in Garden City. I've built uh, city halls, schools. You know, I've 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 done about everything here in the valley uh, as far as construction and development goes, and and so I've had a real I've had a front row seat to the change, and I've also been a, a an agent of that. You're listening to the Grounded Investor Show, where we talk about all things real estate investing in Idaho, hearing from men and women on the ground who are doing the work. And welcome to the Grounded Investor Show with your host, Michael Porsche and Corey McCain. Hey, hey. What up, Corey? How are you today? I'm good, my man. I'm good. Just chilling. Very good. Able to hit all my numbers today, so I'm excited about that. And um, continue working on the business. Got a couple in the pipeline, and so, yeah, it's good. Today's good. How are you today? Good. Yeah, post-COVID uh, real estate is nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, is it really so post we got? are we in it? I don't know. It seems kind of post-ish. But. I know. Well, we're in Idaho, so it always seems kind of post-ish. Well, to some degree. The land of the free we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so well, who we got? Today is a connection from you. We have Shannon Robnet. Did I say that right? Robnet? Yeah. Yeah. Shannon Rob. Yeah, so Shannon's awesome. He's he might be our uh, longest running Idahoan so far on the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh born been here a long time and uh owns a construction company, does some syndication, so it's really good to hear kind of a whole new aspect of real estate investing that we haven't covered yet. Yeah. Yeah, and he also kind of touches on a little bit of like well, where do I even start? If I want to get in syndication, if I want to, you know, jump in development, how do I get started? I mean, that's such a far off concept and he kind of breaks it down in a very easy, applicable way on how you get started. And it's something that he wished he would have done when he was 19 when he first started into real estate. Um, but now having 40 years of experience, he's just sliding through. Yeah. And uh, I really liked, because most of our shows, I think so far have been pretty active investing um either models or just uh people that we've had on they're very active in the investment community so it's really hands-on this is a investment opportunity or just a, a way to invest that's really passive so if anyone's out there um, who's like a business professional high income earner who doesn't have time to go out and work on a flip on the weekends this is a way that you could get some good returns and uh still be involved in the real estate game. He also yeah. kind of went over the tax benefits too, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Some really strong returns in that and, and how you're able to shelter. Yeah. Not having to pay as much in taxes because you're investing in real estate. Yeah. Which gets back to our community. Anyway, let's get started. Welcome to the show, Shannon. Thank you guys. appreciate you inviting me. Awesome. Good to see you again, Shannon. It's been a while. Corey, it has. It has. We met pre-COVID last time, so uh, we're we're doing Zoom now. We were, we were meeting in person last time, right? Yeah, lots changed since then. 
But the good news is, you know, Corey, since you've seen me in person, you can attest to all your listeners that I have a face made for radio. <laughs> so uh, they're, win they're winning on this deal, right? <laughs> and a body of a Greek god. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know which god it was, but maybe the, the god of Twinkies or something. <laughs> so. <laughs> well thanks for coming yeah. on yeah no worries i appreciate it awesome so uh let's get right into it tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are and how you got to where you are today yeah so uh my name is shannon rubnett uh i've been here in the treasure valley for 40 years uh i moved here when i was eight my family uh left southern california uh and uh, I wasn't old enough to make my own sandwiches, so I had to go with them. And uh, I, I I grew up here, you know. We we moved into a house over by Hillside Junior High, and I went to Hillside Junior High, and then uh, went to high school at Capitol High. And uh, you know, I've just always been a part of this valley. I've I've never moved away. I did a couple of short stints, uh, it, you know, uh, other places, Canada for six months. You know, over in Switzerland, I was over there working for six months, but nothing. Nothing that really took me away from the Treasure Valley because as as all of us know that live here, you know, it's a pretty fabulous place to to uh grow up and raise a family and uh that's exactly what I've done. My my wife is an Idaho native, so I think forty years in an Idaho native wife kinda qualifies me to be about as native as you can get. Yeah. And uh, you know, growing up uh here was was all about, you know, fishing and duck hunting and you know, Eagle Road was a two lane road. And uh, Capitol High, I think I think there was about 300 in our graduating class, 323 I think is a, a good round number there. We'll make up, and uh, you know, so we had a we had a pretty pretty small life growing up. I mean, in fact, I remember when uh, the 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 first McDonald's came to town. Um, you know, I mean that's that's how long I've been here, right? So. I've watched this community grow and I've, I've, I've watched it change. I've been a part of, uh, the life that you get when you live here, uh, you know, hunting, fishing, uh, you know, aviation. I mean, I've just, uh, I've, I've really enjoyed the lifestyle that this affords and you don't always realize what you have having been a native because, you know, you, you, you grew up. I mean, I remember when the treasure Valley, that was, uh, you know, we didn't even count star, but Boise, Nampa, uh, Caldwell was, was right about 120,000 and that wow. was everybody, wow. you know, and, and I think we were counting, yeah, I think we were counting a few of the pigs and the chickens out there, but that's, uh, that's what it took to get to that number. And, yeah. and I've just watched, I've watched the Valley grow. I've watched it changed. I've seen the good, I've seen the bad. Um, I grew up in a, in a development family. My mom was a realtor. Uh, my dad was a, a general contractor and, uh, so I've been a part of that change, whether it was my early adult life or my 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 career from the time I was 19 on uh, has been about development here in Idaho. It's it's been about making the changes that cause the growth, that accommodate the growth, that you know building the roads and and contributing the the permit fees and you know I've seen how that how what I do affects the community, but I've also seen how what I do can positively be that effect that that gives, you know, gives substance to the community. Um, I built police stations, I built the Garden City Police Station, two Knackford uh, fire departments down in Garden City. I built uh, city halls, schools, 
you know, I've, I've, I've done about everything here in the Valley uh, as far as construction and development goes. And, and so I've had a real, I've had a front row seat to the change and I've also been a, a an agent of that change. Wow. Wow. I know, I know you, I don't look that old, do I? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, man, just like that, like what, 30? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, this is what, a, this is what construction does to you. You know what I mean? So, but, um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, I've been here a long time. That's awesome. So you, you had mentioned two things just cause those, I thought they were unique, um, locations. I kind of want to ask why, but, uh, Switzerland and Canada for those small yeah. stands. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I worked with a, a missionary organization in, in, uh, Canada and we did an outreach into uh, Panama and uh, then I had an opportunity to go work on a hotel in Switzerland that kind of got me, you know, out of the country, out of uh, my parents' house right after high school. Wow. Uh, and it was really kind of a unique experience. It's one thing to, you know, move a couple miles away from mom and dad and get your own place. It's another to go 2,500 miles or 3,000 miles away where you don't even speak the language and, and yep. you, you get to spend Thanksgiving and Christmas over there. And uh, it was a completely different experience and something I would recommend everybody do um as soon as they allow us to do normal things again yeah <laughs> so. that's rad yeah awesome well, so awesome what, what now so, married kids yeah so um i'm married to a beautiful woman we have a total of six kids together uh 23 to 14 mm. uh but you know we we uh we got most of them out of the house and uh, so that's, we're, we're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. They're all, they're all here in Idaho. So we're pretty lucky. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It's always nice that they don't move away. Right. You guys must've well, done something right. You know, it's nice that they, they want to stick around. Yeah. It's nice enough that they move out, but you're right. Not away. <laughs> you know. Uh, so I, we, we hurried up and, you know, this last, this last uh, June, we sold the house. We had a seven-bedroom house for everybody, and uh, we sold the house and moved to a smaller one. And my wife and I had a pretty heated argument about whether or not we had to tell the kids where where we were moving to. Um, <laughs> but but she she said we had to, and I said, well, can't we just make it the Thanksgiving surprise, you know? But uh, no, we just we just had to downsize, you know. I mean, seven seven bedrooms, a lot of carpet to watch somebody vacuum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, well, well, Shannon, what, what does your business look like now? What's your investment vehicle? Um, what are you, what are you doing now for both your clients and uh, yourself? So I, uh, I deal mostly with uh, development and construction. And so I, I've grown up in that field. Um, and I've always watched clients come and they, and they think they want one thing. And, you know, guys, I know you know how this goes. A client comes to you and you say, they say, I want this one thing. Uh, and they and they think they understand the reason, but when you really listen to what they really want, they don't want that area of town, or they don't want that particular product, or they really want something different than what they're really asking for. And and education helps them understand that. So I I got on into development fairly early because I could hear my clients telling me that they wanted something that wasn't available ready made, and so I would go you know, we would entitle a piece of ground, we would subdivide a piece of ground, we'd build a building, we'd, uh, you know, build an apartment complex, we'd build what they needed. And uh, that's just kind of become something I do often now. And 
and over the last uh, four or five years, I've I've worked with mo several partners where we we've done a couple of industrial developments. Um, we've uh, you know we've built uh, half a dozen industrial buildings. We've sold most of those off. We've moved into other stuff. We're doing some opportunity zone stuff, but really. My, my vehicle is bringing investment grade properties to investors, whether that be multifamily in this uh, market that doesn't have any, uh, or whether that is, um, you know, bringing industrial product to people moving their businesses to town. Um, you know, Corey, you and I met at uh, the Central Park Commons, which was a 180 unit apartment complex we created there in Meridian. And you know that that product has gone beautifully. It's stabilized, and we're in the transition of of uh, having a new party acquire that. But you know that's one thing that we struggle with here in Idaho is we don't have products sitting around. We have a lot of people coming to town, um, and we're welcome welcoming them. Um, and yet, when they get here, housing isn't the only thing that they don't have. You know, they don't have a place to put their window tinting business or they don't have a they don't have a dance yeah. studio for, for them to instruct out of or, you know, they're they're missing multifamily for them to live in while they get oriented with the community. And so I've just found a, a niche really in my 40 years of experience here of where things are kind of growing, what my understanding is, and then being able to put that together with my professional skills and bring new product to the market and then involving other investors in that who have an appetite for development and construction. And did you start or how recently did you start doing the syndications? Um, I, were you mostly doing development for other clients to start and then you kind of pivoted from that to, to raising money? How did you that know, I did my first development deal uh, at 21 um, and you know, I didn't dump in, jump into development like Charlie Sheen did cocaine, but I did really <laughs> like it. Um, and I did a lot of it and I always had a development project going and it's just been in the last couple of years um, that I, that I've been doing almost exclusively build to suit or build for uh, a particular product type and the clients kind of find that product type and come to me. Uh, and then in the last 18 months, I've just kind of outgrown my partners. Um, and I have needed more cash than has been available uh, through the partnerships that I've had. And so I've shifted that to syndication. Um, and, you know, those of us that have been around in the, in the real estate world for a long time, we remember back in, you know, early 2000, the, the term was the tenants in common. And the tenants in common had good implications and bad implications. And there, you know, there's, there's been good things happen with that and bad things happen with that, but, but that's just a vehicle and syndication is the same way. You know, a syndication allows somebody with, you know, 50 grand or a hundred grand who's kind of new to the development world or to the investment world period to, to become a passive investor without, uh, without putting their neck on the line. They're not signed on any of the loans. They're, they're under. They're they're looking at the underlying pro forma. They're they're looking at everything that's happening, uh, but they're not the one that's doing the day to day operations. They're not managing the property. They're not they're not dealing with the banks. They're not dealing with the tenants. They're not dealing with you know all the things that come with that. And they're able to kind of watch from a passive situation, 
and yet they're still able to take advantage of all the tax benefits that real estate has. Um, as, as you guys know, you know, uh, real estate is, is one of the most tax advantaged um, and leverageable assets that, that we know out there that makes it, it, it an incredible investment grade property. And a lot of times people don't understand that. So they feel that they've got to jump in and they've got to take down a house. They've got to house hack it. You know, they've, they've got to, they've got to do a flip. They got to, you know, they got to, they got to make, make this thing work. Cause that's, that's what real estate is. And they don't quite understand what they're doing. A lot of times they get in trouble. And then as the guarantor of that loan, the bank's coming back knocking and going, Hey, um, I understand that, you know, your idea that of this was different than what happened, but we somebody has got to pay for this. Yeah. And so you know, with that syndication, I've just kind of found that there's been a niche in the market of people who are just coming here. Maybe they've got great W-2 jobs and they have no tax advantages with that. They're looking for something, that, you know, some of the tax advantages that real estate will give you. Uh, maybe they just, maybe they just don't want to do anything uh, as far as landlord stuff. And the easiest way to do that is to go passive in a syndication. Maybe they're doing a self-directed IRA yeah. and they want to direct out of that. So there's a lot of different ways that, that it goes. But I've just kind of, you know, when you get into syndication, there's, there's two things you want to look for. Is you want to look for the track record of the sponsor, uh, either the sponsor as far as a syndicator or the sponsor as far as a, someone who's done what they've done. And while I've only been an active syndicator for 18 months, I've got 25 years of construction and development experience that, uh, mm -hmm. and, and I only operate in the Treasure Valley. So I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to do a syndication in Houston and then pick one up in Tallahassee. You know, uh, I just don't want to spread myself and my resources that thin because I am a bit of a control freak. Yeah. Wow. And so what, uh, what's some of your goals for the future? Are you looking to continue to build that here locally? Yeah. You know what I see, um, and, and I think you guys can, can back me up on this. I, I see that we're, we're, we're suffering in the treasure Valley right now with appreciation that's affecting investment grade. Um, you know, you got somebody that comes to town and let's pick on somebody, uh, from Colorado, the other C word, uh, and you know, they come to town and they want to get involved in the real estate market and they want to do things, but they don't know, you know, they, they can't really make the numbers pencil on a, on a single family home. There's no duplex or fourplex product available. Um, we have opportunities for them with that, uh, whether that be with growth or with cash flow, uh, depending on what kind of product they like. And so I've just seen that there's been a real niche kind of open up in our lack of product uh, and lack of inventory that I've been able to kind of fill that hole with the ability for people to get involved in not only multifamily or industrial, if that's what they prefer, but also brand new product. Because I don't, they're, they're, like we discussed, there's really not any value add around. And so we're, we're building brand new multifamily that people can be involved in. We're building brand new industrial and, and opportunity zones that people can also be involved in from a syndicated level. So that's kind of our goals is to continue to grow that. Um, we've, you know, we've, we've been able to raise about five and a half million dollars this year in our first real full year of, uh, of being out there on the syndication market. And so I think that that's, that's going to be pretty easy to surpass that in the next couple of years and putting great deal flow in front of it that gives people an opportunity to be part of uh, some bigger things. So most of your stuff is new construction. Um, and then, so what, what's your most common and 
type of like say project, whether it's, you know, a small multifamily or numbers wise, um, or something a little more on the larger side, like what's your most common? Well, you know, we, we do, um, currently last year we finished 180 units of multifamily. Uh, this year we have currently, uh, two projects under construction. One's 36 units, one's 44 units. Mm. Uh, then we've got 132 units that will be permitting here next month. And then 190 units that'll probably break ground before the end of the year. Wow. So to say that we have, you know, and then we also have uh, 60,000 square feet of industrial space that we'll build. Mm. So to say that we have a product type, I can tell you what we don't do. We don't do office uh, mm. and we don't do retail. Um, and so those are what we don't do, but you know, really, uh, Michael, I, you see people moving here from out of state and they, they need a place to live and they need a place to have their business. A lot of people that are moving here are seizing the Idaho uh, style of life where you can actually be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You know, you can embrace that just like yourself where you've gone from being somebody that works for somebody to being your own man uh, for the first time in a long time because of the business friendly environment that we live in. Yep. And, the, and the cost of living here, you can afford to bet on yourself and get a little farther down the road. To, yeah. to see that that is going to work. And that's what we see a lot of. And so we do a lot of those products, uh, both both the industrial and the multifamily. They kind of go hand in hand because the people that move here, uh, now they want to open up a business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Wow. And Shannon, do you, I know we've talked before and I know you, you own, I think, some industrial. Uh, what does your, your personal investment look like um, or your portfolio that you may have? Yeah, so currently uh, I've got an industrial subdivision uh, that I own uh, that will put in seven more uh, 20,000 square foot industrial buildings. Uh, we've, got, uh, we've got a couple of industrial buildings that, that we're stabilizing right now. We've got the, the, the leases are signed. We're just finishing the TIs. I've got uh, uh, over 100 units of apartments that, that I own. Uh, so we're just, we're kind of, you know, and, and, and that number will, uh, probably triple by the end of 21. Wow. Awesome. Get some. <laughs> That's cool. As long as, as, well, you said, you said before, Michael, you like to do things in big bites. And, and I, I found that sometimes you get them in big bites. As long as you don't choke, uh, you, you'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. So, you chew you know. very quickly, as quick as you can. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Cause there's more elephant to eat. <laughs> yes. Yes. Awesome. Well, I think now is a good time for our underground. Time to get underground. So this is the section of the show where we get into a detail about a unique deal that you would like to share. Um, all we want to know is what the deal is, how'd you find it, how'd you fund it, how long did it take to accomplish, and what the result was. You have a unique deal so in mind? I, I could tell you one we're right in the middle of, and I'm... Um, uh, that's a pretty good example of, of some of the stuff we do. I bought the ground. I had a realtor call me about two and a half years ago and he said, Hey, I, I got this piece of ground. It's an old mobile home park. Uh, needs to be, you know, needs to be entitled. Uh, you know, there used to be 16 mobile homes on here. There's some other stuff. Maybe you want to buy it. So I bought it, uh, brought it home, uh, like a, like a cat dragging home a mouse. I showed it to my wife and she wasn't real happy with me. <laughs> uh, but but I got it entitled uh, and uh, we're, we're putting 36 units of apartments on it right now. 
when I got it appraised in December of 19, the appraisal came back at $6.2 million. Uh, our construction cost and our construction contract all in with funding uh, is right at $5.2 million. So I went out and I fundraised a million and a half dollars to go with my $300,000 that was already in the deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, those investors became 35% of the project profits. We're going to uh, stabilize that project probably about June of next year. Uh, framers are getting ready to get started on that. It's a product we've built before. Uh, we're pretty pretty dialed in on our costs. But um, we will uh, stabilize that product. And as you guys know, rents here, even though we've gone through the COVID environment, the rents here have continued to escalate. Um, we've seen a, a, a massive exodus from the left coast into, into here that has, has accelerated our our rental rate climb. So you can imagine if, if we got a, a, an appraised value based on rents in December uh, of 6.2, uh, it would be fair to say that we, we would likely be maybe as high as 10 or 12% higher than that by the time we stabilize in June of next year. So uh, my investors will get it. They got involved in that. We're going we're gonna to sell that product in June uh, once it's stabilized, once it's fully occupied and we can get the best cap rate out of it, we will liquidate that project and probably be selling somewhere in the $7 million range. Uh, and that will return, uh, high twenties, mid, uh, low thirties to my investors in a 14 month period of time. Wow. And that's, that's, that's a fairly typical model of what we do, but that's just a bite-sized project. You know, 36 units, we're not, we're not swinging for the fence on that. That's a nice double. Um, you know, but everybody gets in. We have, I think we've got nine investors on that. The largest investor is 245,000, smallest guys in for 50. Uh, and everybody gets their pro rata slice when, uh, when the profits come back out. So you said 20, 30%. 20, high twenties, low thirties. Nice. No. Yeah. It'll, it'll work. It'll work fairly well, but those numbers aren't that unusual when you're dealing with ground up. The other thing, if you guys noticed, and I know you did, but to highlight for your listeners, if you've got a value of $6.2 million and you have a construction cost of 5.2, you've got about an 18% margin there already of safety. And then the bank requires us at, at to be at 70% loan to cost. So we had to raise $1.8 million of which I brought in 300 of my own capital. Uh, and, I, and I bring capital into every deal. Um, but that means that we're almost 50% loan to value on the projects when we're building them. And so when people think about ground up, they think about, oh my God, it's not safe. What happens if, you know, the builder abscounds with all the money? Well, the builder's the, me that signed on the loan. So I'm the only guarantor, so I'm not going anywhere. But, but the reality is, you know, 50% loan to value, um, you can go a long way if the market goes south on you. You can drift a long way at 50% rents or 50% occupancy, whichever you prefer to take. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of safety in that. People compare development to, you know, what happened in 08 when everybody was given houses back, but that's the, the, the two are completely unrelated. Mm-hmm. And so when you're really looking at that, it, there's a lot of safety. There's a lot of margin. There's a lot of operator error that's built into making a successful project out of a ground up development that a lot of people haven't really taken the time to understand. And I think it's a very 
a, a very common misconception that people think, well, if you're building it and you're developing it, you got to wait for your money. It, it's risky, but it's, it's really, in my opinion, it's a lot safer than value add because in value add, you're paying retail for your product. So you're paying appraised value or higher. Yep. And then you've got to expend the CapEx to put the lipstick on that pig. And so now you're into your product at 120%, yep. open to force appreciation. And in markets like Orlando, Florida, uh, or, you know, the Corn Belt of Nebraska, they're not forcing anything right now, uh, especially uh, with, with what's going on with our, our current COVID environment. Yeah. So if I were to say, you know, someone who wanted to get into development and syndication, you know, someone who's just started what would you say to them in terms of like, where, like, where would you point their, say, um, their direction for lack of better words in terms of where to get started? You know, I, I, I have a lot of people ask uh, that have asked me, what would you tell your 19 year old self? And it's kind of the same question. I would tell them to find someone that will let you uh, peek under the kimono. Find somebody that you can work with, whether that's in a in a passive investment syndication where you're asking a lot of questions, where you're able to go to the job site, where you're able to 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 physically be a part of the deal, yeah, and learn learn sitting next to somebody else rather than than trying to eat this uh, elephant by yourself because there's a lot of things that can happen, uh, and I've picked up my fair share of deals from people who were disillusioned by what they thought it was. And they had a buddy or a, a brother's uncle's friend that had done something like this kind of before in Guam, and this was kind of the same, and it would be easy, you know. Or they they paid that nineteen hundred bucks and they watched that course late at night, and you know this is how it's done. And and not that those don't have validity, and not that those guys aren't aren't saying what's really happening, but in a lot of cases, the hands-on practical part of it. Um, is really what's missing it's it's kind of like you know the, the real estate world you go to you go to real estate school you learn how to do the legal part of real estate but then you have to learn the people skills and the and the, the lead generation and all the other things that go with real estate well what you learned in school is about 10 percent. and so you know i i i wouldn't discourage someone from from trying to be a developer but you know uh a, a gentleman I know and respect, uh, Sam Martin, said in real estate, you bring one or two things. You either have the money or you have the deal. And if you're wanting to get into development and you've got the deal, find somebody with the money and watch them help you make this deal come to fruition yeah. while you get to get credit for it, make some money and learn. If you're the guy that's got you know more money and you know what to do with, um, I can give you my number. Uh, or, you know, uh, but, but the same thing, right? You find somebody that's got a deal that needs some money, that needs some capital yeah. that, um, that, that you can learn from where you can, you know, it's almost a mentorship, but you're actually bringing something to the game and yep. you're, 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 you're doing an exchange of, of knowledge for, for, you know, for, for learning, being able to be a part of it and to be, you know, an active participant so that, yeah, maybe this time you watch, maybe the second time. You know, you're you're 35% of the energy. Maybe the third time, you're 60% of the energy. And if I look back at what I did myself, I didn't I didn't do that. And I think I stunted my growth by about 10 years by not being able to just kind of I wouldn't call it put pride aside, but put ignorance aside, and just go saddle up next to somebody that knows exactly what they're doing and has done it 20 times. And learn from them. Go to work for them. You know, yeah. be an apprentice or an intern with them. 
Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you can learn so much just from uh, working with someone that either has the experience or the the money to really grow your skills and and speed up that learning curve. Whatever you can do to help speed up that learning curve is makes this such a huge difference. And you know, it's funny because we think that if we're not in control of the deal, somebody else is making the bigger slice of the pie. But at the end of the day, when they've taught you what you had no idea and they've taught you nine ways to sidestep the landmine, you know, and you didn't have to, you didn't have to trigger that catastrophic event yourself. How much better off are you going to be at the end of the day? You know, I look at, I look at my life and if I would have, if I, I've never actually worked for anybody else in the development industry. Um, I did build Don Hubble's personal home a long time ago and I built Corey Barton's office building, but I've never had a job with any of these guys and it would have been great because I, I know I could have learned a lot, but I just, I just never did. And so I would, I would tell someone, go, go get a job doing what you think you want to do as your passion. And when you think you're as good or better than your boss, then, then step out and, and, you know, get it handled. Not a, not an arrogance thing, but learn everything you can because when you're the competitor, they don't let you see what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. It's so good. And especially when the, in a position of looking to intern or learn about something new like that, I can tell you people, you know, talk about real estate to me all the time. I have like in a very small way, have an intern and, you know, the reason why I'll give him my time is because he's trading something of value in return that helps me out, helps my business out. Yep. Otherwise I went, I just wouldn't have time. Yeah. Yeah. For that. And, there, and there's a lot of, there's a lot to that. You know, the other thing that I think inherently we as humans, uh, some of the good qualities about us is we want to help those that want to learn. Um, you know, we, we want to invest in others, uh, yeah. which is a different thing than, than having people, you know, kind of take your ideas off of you for free or, or, you know, do that kind of stuff. It, 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 it to me, it, it makes me feel like I'm contributing to society as a whole when I'm helping others learn to do what I've, what I've been able to master. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Well, thanks, Shan. That was, uh, I like hearing your deals just cause they're really complicated, but at the same time, it's no, cool to see yeah, the right? results at the <laughs> end. Corey, you, you give me too much credit. They're very, very simple. If you, I don't even need a scientific calculator to figure out what I'm doing uh, because if it gets too complicated, I, I don't follow it. But it's if you sit down and, and you understand what I know, it's a very simple thing and it's very straightforward. Uh, everything's backed up by provable facts with appraisals and things like that. So I, I don't have to make any of this stuff up because I don't have a good imagination or the ability to keep stuff straight <laughs> if it isn't written down. So... The core four. 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 Well, Shannon, what's one thing that keeps you focused? One thing or one reason for your success, one book you're most influenced by, and then one piece of advice that you could pass along to our listeners. I think uh, the thing that keeps me focused is my family. You know, I've got six beautiful kids. Uh, I've got a, I've got a wife. Uh, I've got a, I've got a great, a group of people that I work with here at work. And I think being a part of all of that definitely gives me the focus uh, to continue to drive uh, and continue to be the best that I can be to work. You know, I, I try, I try very hard to be the hardest working guy in the room uh, just to be that example to my family. Uh, and uh, I think that that, 
also has a lot to do with, with my success, but I, I also know that my wife has a tremendous amount to do with my success. Being, being with a good partner uh, that, that understands that you're not maybe the easiest person in the world to live with or, or deal with, or maybe you're overly caffeinated when you're speaking about a certain item or topic <laughs> at times. But, but, you know, believes in you, you know, really yeah. knows that, that uh, I didn't quite understand what you were saying and it was late at night, but I, but I understand that, that you know what you're doing and I believe in you and I, I back you 100%. That, that mm -hmm. has so much to do with my success because I've been up, I've been down, I've been sideways, but the difference is, you know, the people around you that believe in you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as far as uh, – a book that most influenced me. I think that anybody that's in the investment game is is going to go to you know rich dad poor dad. Uh, but but you know I, I reread that book uh, 20 years later. I read it as a kid and I reread it uh, when I was old uh, two years ago and I still got a lot out of it. But you know the the one that I uh, the one that I've liked a lot lately is uh, uh, never split the difference with Chris Voss. Yes. And, uh, you know. That's Chris Voss has got some ninja skills when it comes to negotiation. And, but here's the tip I'm going to give you, Michael, and I won't even charge you for this tip. Don't use that on your wife. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it, man. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt because I don't know what it is, but she knows that that's not what you would normally say. <laughs> so then she starts looking around in your office. She finds what you're doing, and then she reads that book, and then she comes back, and it's a, it's just a full-out ninja combat. It's not a good scene, man. It's not a good ninja scene. Ninja combat? Uh, yeah, yeah. So – but, uh, you know, and, and the, the one piece of advice I would give to listeners is believe in yourself. You know, um, if you've got people around you telling you negative things, then they're, they're, they're obviously not your friends mm -hmm. and they're not voices you should listen to constantly. Uh, you know, I, I mean, and I, I'm talking about obvious stuff about, you know, if, if, they're, if they're detrimental to your personal growth, if they're telling you, you you can't do it or you're not smart enough. Uh, those aren't people you need to be around. You need to be surrounding yourself uh, with people that are that are more successful than you in life, that are going where you want to go, that are doing the things that you want to do. And that's who you need to be listening to. And, and you know, I, I'm blessed that my family, uh, my, my mom and my dad and my brother have all been in my business, so they understand me. They understand what I'm going through, but a lot of people don't have that. And I see a lot of people missing out on a lot of awesome things that could and should happen in their life because they're listening to people that will never have what they want, that will never put in the time and the effort and the ed to get educated to do those things, and yet for some reason they're listening to those people. So that would be my one, one little bit of advice. Yeah, I like that. Especially I feel like within uh, the investment community and people that need to take that first step, you know, yeah. there's so many people that don't have any experience in real estate investing or, you know, their total – real estate experience is buying their single family home and that's it. And it's, it's a big deal to put time and money into investing and, and surrounding yourself with those people that believe the same thing and are all swimming in the same direction really makes a big difference. But Corey, as you know, you know, the investment community is different. It's not the stock market. So we're not trying to sell you something that you don't want. Uh, you know, the, the investment community starts off with, with a relationship with a realtor or, or relationship with a banker. And that banker is going to introduce you to the realtor or vice versa. And then they're going to introduce you to 
a title agent. And they're going to, I mean, the, the whole investment community that I know, especially here in Idaho, is one of help. Is one of, mm-hmm. you know, you don't need to, you don't need to buy a guy's uh, 1995 course, uh, $1,995 course at 2 a.m. to figure out what's going on. There's meetups you can go to. There's people uh, that, that around town all over that are more than willing to help you learn how to do this and, and learn how to become successful because we all want a better investment community. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Corey, you and I have talked several times and, and the reality is that a better investment community around here uh, creates better investment opportunities in the future. Yeah. And, you know, I, I am all for having a conversation with somebody that has no clue what they, what they are supposed to do, but knows that they want to get involved. I have, I, I've got some great resources I can plug them into, uh, redirect them to. You, you are a wealth of knowledge uh, to, to get them going in that direction. And that's the thing that I, I think is great about our community is that it's about, it's about educating people so that they can make, make the best real estate decision. It's not about making a sale because this community is too small that you're looking for a client for life, not a client to pay this month's mortgage. Yeah. You know, you're not looking to, yeah. to turn this deal and, and, and turn this guy out into a product that he can't understand or can't get done or, or is going to find himself hating the whole process because that name uh, is too small to, to, to be tarnished in this town. And you've got to make sure that you're putting your client first. Yeah. You know, it's one of the very first conversations that, that I like to have with people are what are your investment goals? What are you trying to do? I know what you heard and I know what your aunt's brother's cousin does. And I know what your mom told you to do. And I know what your guidance counselor said in high school, but that's not <laughs> true. And, you know, but, but what do you want? Are you trying to create cash flow? Are you trying to create appreciation? What are you trying to do? And then let's look at how to do it. Mm-hmm. And I, I have never ever uh had the opportunity uh afforded to me in any other venue like real estate does for you to ask questions of people be able to 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 ask the more experienced people in the marketplace how to do it where do you go from here what are the next steps can you put me in touch with a person that does x y or z and and that community is you know is invaluable because it really leads you to a place where You've got a great opportunity to learn mm. and, and really de- decide what you want to do, how you want to do it, and how to be successful doing it, and have people around you that are going to guide you and help you every step of the way. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's, rally. that's what you guys do, right? I mean, everybody says, oh, it's a realtor. It's just about a transaction, but it's not. It's about a relationship. Yep. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's about that, that relationship that, that builds and grows. And, you know, it's repeat business, it's, it's repeat education, it's all those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah, and there's so many people like yourself that are willing to, you know, take some time out of your day and, and help the investment community here. And I've talked to people who don't live here who have started getting involved in the investment community in the Treasure Valley, and they, like, can't believe how awesome everyone is, how helpful everyone is. They're like, it's not like this. And, uh, 
other cities other c words be named. yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> other cities that's the c word you're looking for and you know what and and that's true to a, to a large extent and that's what's that's what's awesome and that's what yeah you know i grew up with you know um and that's what you know i had the opportunity to talk to some of the biggest in the valley and and you know gary hawkins and ron van Ocker and you know to be able to see how these guys make deals go and you know i i know that um you know my mom has got clients that she's selling houses to the grandkids you know she sold it to the mom and dad and then the kids and now the grandkids aunts uncles friends you know but that's the community that we live in and that's a part of this community that doesn't matter how many buildings i build i never want to have go away yeah. you know i want to make sure that i'm the one that's doing it and i'm teaching that to my son who's also in the real estate game that this is who you are in this community you are I, I may not know all the answers, but I'm going to work really hard to get you the answers to help you with your problems so that we can make some, make some, uh, some things happen for you that, that are positive and going in the right direction for you. And you're able to meet your investment goals. Hmm. That's solid. Solid stuff. It's really good. So Shannon, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, well, you can find me at, uh, a uh, couple of places. I'm all over social media. Uh, Shannon Ray Robnett on Instagram, Shannon Robnett on Facebook. Uh, MyVerticalEquity.com is our investment portal for syndication. Uh, you can go through there. You can go to the contact me. You can get directly to me. I do answer all my own stuff. Um, I've got I've got lots of help to look as look that good out there. But but if you're asking for a meeting, you're getting a meeting with me. Uh, so feel free to jump in there and, uh, hit that. Uh, or you can just reach me at shannonrobnet at gmail.com. That's real simple. If I can't remember my email address, it's time to go do something else, man. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a podcast too. Do you want to pump that? You know, I, I, I do. Uh, mine is called the real estate rundown and it's just, uh, it's about real estate. It, it's not anything in particular. It's just all about real estate from insurance agents, to fellow syndicators, uh, to uh, legal advice. I, I try to get the gamut in there, but um, yeah, so it's, uh, and it's, it's out there and it's, you can find it on Anchor or Apple. So. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. So. We well, do, thanks we so do much. Ours, it, it just be, just be warned that if you, if you find mine, you're going to see me. <laughs> so it's going to probably ruin everything, right? It's, it's not going to be the same. Be I know you're all thinking with, with Michael's description of a Greek God, that there's going to be something gorgeous in there. It's not going to be what you think. <laughs> <laughs> that face made for radio. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, awesome. well, thanks thank so much. You. Hey, thank you guys. Appreciate letting me be on your show. The pleasure. You're listening to the grounded investor show, hearing from the men and women on the ground who are doing the work. If you want to learn more about investing in Idaho, reach out to us at www.groundedinvestor.com or give us a call at 208-219-7655.